Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Soul Talk. This is Leora Mandel. I'll be joined with Rabbi David Aaron after the break. To what degree are you able to stay focused? Now, well, I'll answer this in varying degrees. Some of us have a more of a natural capacity to be focused than others, but I'm not talking necessarily about staying focused on a task, focused on a job, focused on completing uh, an assignment. I'm saying focused in life. It's very challenging nowadays, I think, for so many of us to stay focused on even things that we know are important. And the challenge is, is that there are so many distractions that are pulling our attention. And these are distractions that oftentimes are not that important, especially they're distracting us from things that really are important, distracting us from having quality relationships, quality conversations, it can be distracting us, we can have distractions from, if I, let's say I'm trying to focus on prayer, and yet my mind <laughs> is not on the words that I'm saying, it might be thinking about all the things I have to do today. There's the distractions within our own minds, there's the distractions within ourselves, and there's distractions outside of ourselves. You know, phones dinging with messages and things that seem phone calls reading and coming in, advertisements flashing in front of our eyes, there's visual distractions and audio distractions. And and to a degree, sometimes I wonder how much am I really in my life and how much am I just being distracted from the significant parts of my life. And I think there's so many of us who really recognize this challenge of distraction that, again, it can be inside my thoughts. You know, maybe I'm having a conversation with somebody, but I'm thinking about somebody else. And so I'm not really connecting to the person because my mind's thinking about something else instead of being present of where I am. And it can be things that are going on outside where I decided I'm going to sit down right now. Maybe I'm even going to read a book. And yet I keep on getting up to check my phone and therefore I'm not really focused or I'm going to spend some time with my children. And again, it could be the phone again or the computer or a phone call. There's so many things that come in the way of really being present and focused on significant and important parts of our life. So why do we keep on letting ourselves get so distracted? Maybe we're aware of it, and maybe we realize I do want to be able to focus more on important relationships or important tasks that I have that I really do want to put all of my focus in. So why is it that I keep getting distracted? And what can I do about it? Meaning, I can be aware of why I'm doing it, or even if I'm not aware of why it's happening, how can I increase my ability to really focus on significant parts of my life so that those parts can really get my full attention so that I can also enjoy them more? Because I think the more we're immersed in something, whether it be a conversation with another person or any experience we're going through, the more we're in it, we're already spending the time, let's say, whether it be praying or having a conversation with a person, at least I might as well really feel connect to what it is and take out of the experience of the more I'll take out of it will depend on how focused I am within it. This is what I want to talk to the rabbi about. Soul Talk, Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. The return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel was prophesied in the Bible thousands of years ago and is coming true today. Shalom. Join me, Josh Wander, on Israel Unplugged. Listen in as we delve into the spiritual and physical aspects of the Jewish return to Zion. We'll discuss the biblically mandated, historic, and of course practical understandings of this incredible transition from exile to redemption. That's Israel Unplugged, every Monday on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Hello and welcome to Soul Talk. This is Leora Mandel with Rabbi David Aaron. 
Rabbi Aaron, we live in a life full of distractions. There's so many things to take our minds to different places that I feel like I'd, I'd imagine it's not just me, but there's a challenge of staying focused and really being present and being mindful of where we are in the moment. And particularly, this is something that I was thinking about today in regards to prayer. Now, this is a time period and there's different parts of our life where we're really supposed to are trying to be focused, putting our thoughts in a specific direction and place. It's an important time. Anyone who's setting aside time for prayer, it's because we see it as important, this time to connect to God, to connect to ourselves, to connect to more meaning. And yet even in areas of life that are important, which is where we're supposed to be, or I want to be focused. I find that I'm just so distracted. So many thoughts and ideas and things that are not where my mind, I want it to be. I keep trailing away and I, I feel like I'm probably not the only one. So I wanted to ask you, how do we deal with this challenge of distraction in life? Yeah, uh, this is a very distracting conversation. I was thinking about something else at the moment. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think the beginning is what's referred to in the Kabbalah as chachma, or has been translated to English as wisdom, but it's really... It, it, it's really uh, what our sages say, start with the end in mind. The Talmud says, who is truly a wise person? Someone that can see the birth, meaning I see what's coming. I, I, have, I live with a, a deep sense of expectation and I see the possibilities. And it's really the power to dream. And it's really, it's really goal-mindedness. Goal and um, it's what they, you know, what's referred to in Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective uh, People, is start with the end in mind. People that can start with the end in mind. That's actually a verse in the Friday night uh, song called Lecha Dodi, Come My Beloved. It says about Hashem, Sof Ma'ase It says, uh, describing Shabbat as the, that Hashem started, God started with the end in mind. So clearly God must have read Stephen Covey's book. Uh, and so when we have clarity on the, when we have the end in mind, well, our chances of being focused are a lot better. You know, imagine a person knows that his goal is to be a doctor and that in three days from now is his final exams. He gets a phone call from his friend that his friend just got amazing tickets. Somebody is sick and they gave him free tickets to the Super Bowl. And you just love that. I mean, you, you dream about being at this. And this guy's got front row seats. But you know that you have to uh, study for this exam. Well, how hard will it be for you to say, I can't go? It'll be hard, but you'll do it because you know where you got to get to. And so the distractions are happening because when people don't know where they need to go, then everywhere will get you there because I don't really know where I need to go. I don't really know where I have to be. And so, um, so the distractions are, we are really in a world filled with distractions. I mean, everywhere we go, you know what I, I like when I'm in New York, which I haven't been there for two years now because of the situation, but, you know, but uh, I, 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 I remember being in Times Square. And Times Square for me is the epitome of distraction. You know, I go there just to remind myself that I'm not here and I don't want to be here. I know that sounds crazy. But in Times Square, there's like millions of dollars of being 
poured into these screens and these ads and and everyone is vying for your attention and everybody is even more brilliant than the other of how to get your attention. And so when everybody's trying to get your attention, that's called distraction rather than attraction. Mm. But if a person knows that I know where I need to get to, well, then their chances of staying focused is, uh, is much better. You know, they say in car racing that uh, what do you do when you, you start to feel that the car is going out of control? Well, what most people do is they look at the wall that they're going to crash into, and that's why they crash into the wall. But what they say in car racing is if you feel the car is getting out of control and you fear that you're going to crash into the wall, look to the direction of where you need to go and you will naturally drive yourself there. So again, it's like, you know, if, if we kind of um, uh, input, we program ourselves to where do I really, 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 really want to get to? And then, and then, you know, I'm, I'm not distracted. I we, I probably want to share this with you. Uh, you know, there's a very Kabbalistic movie by the name of The Wizard of Oz. I, I don't know if they knew it was a Kabbalistic <laughs> movie, but it is because it's really very much about this point I'm sharing. You've got this girl, she's an orphan. She lives with her aunt and uncle and a tornado sends her and casts her very far away from home. And now all she wants is to get home. Nothing's going to stop her because she knows what she wants. She wants to get home. Well, okay. Well, they tell her that there's a wizard that can get her home, but it's a long journey. Well, she's relentless. Nothing will stop her. Nothing will distract her. She's got to get to the wizard. So on her way, she meets a guy who needs a brain and another guy that needs a heart. Another guy needs courage and she needs a home. This is really the four things that everybody needs, brains, heart, courage, and home. And they all are going to go to the wizard. But of course, every movie has your wicked witch. And this witch is doing everything to stop them. But you know what? She can't stop them because they know where they've got to go. And so when they finally do get to the wizard, turns out he's not a wizard at all, but he can take Dorothy home. He's got a balloon. He's going to take her home. And uh, she's kissing all her munchkin friends goodbye, and he takes off. There's a you know technical problem, and balloon takes off, and uh, she's devastated. And then who shows up? Glinda, the good witch. And Glinda says to her, "You know, you can get home. All you have to do is say there's no place like home. There's no place like home. Now, why couldn't Glinda have showed up earlier and save save Dorothy all this trauma?" especially with all those flying monkeys that she'll have to go to therapy for. Because basically, um, she, she really, really needed to go through the journey to be able to be sharp, laser focused, that this is what I want. And I think this, we're in a world that uh, I heard it once referred to as a will, an ill will world, where our wills are not, are not healthy. Because we really don't know what we want. And we, when we don't know what we want, there's a lot of people who want us to want what they want. And there'll be tremendous distraction. Hmm. This is so powerful because this is the reason I, one of the reasons I love our conversations. You go so deep. 
Meaning there's a challenge that we all understand. We're distracted. We're not focused. I'm not focused in the areas I'd really like to be, but why does this keep happening to me? And you're really getting to the root of the problem, which is that if I was really clear on what I wanted and what I wanted to get where I was going, then I wouldn't be distracted. And that was such a powerful example. You said earlier about the man who wants to be the doctor. He's not going to be distracted even by a very enticing <laughs> distraction, such as the Super Bowl, because he's clear on his goal and he's not going to ruin it. So it's clarifying for me that maybe we're distracted again, whether it be, let's say prayer, or if I'm supposed to be realizing it, having a conversation with my child is important, but I tend to be distracted and we don't have these meaningful conversations or with my spouse or whatever it is. It's, even though in my head, I think I may recognize, yes, I want to connect to God. I want to connect to my spouse. I want to connect to my child. But if I keep finding myself distracted, then that's a sign to me that I'm actually not so clear on where it is that I need to go, what I want in my relationships. Because if that would be the case, if I really was clear, I wouldn't let myself get distracted. Right. So what we need to talk about is the difference between wanting and desiring. Ah. Because those are very, very different. Um, and, um, I don't know, do we, how much time do we have yeah, left? To this we do have a few minutes. Let's start it now. Let's go for it. You know, a person says, I want to lose weight. Uh, but then this piece of cake is presented to me and, hmm, I want to lose weight, uh, but I desire this cake. And, um, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they diet in between meals, you know, because, uh, you know, that, that's what they think is the diet. So, when it's so clear to me, and I know why I want to lose weight, it's not enough to say I want to lose weight, I have to give it teeth. And the way I give it teeth is I have to build up wise. I have to be a wise guy. Why do I want to lose weight? And then close my eyes and imagine how great I'm going to look when I walk into the room and people are going to say, oh my gosh, you, you know, you're half the man you used to be, you know? It's like, wow. And uh, we have to really build a very compelling clarity of this is what I want, and this is why I want what I want, and this is what I envision is going to be the, 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 the advantages of achieving what I want. Then people become really focused and clear, and nothing gets in my way, but yeah, I want to lose weight. The doctor says I should lose weight. And it'd be great if I lost weight. Uh, that's just not strong enough. And mm -hmm. I'll be distracted by every kind of sweet that comes my way. So I think so many of us just stop with the want, like I want to lose weight. And then it doesn't go beyond there in terms of what you're talking about. Again, you have to go deeper within yourself. Well, why do I want this? What am I willing to do for it? What's the vision I have of myself that will, you know, how I'll look, what's the process to really go deeper into thinking and understanding why I want what I want. It is true. And I think that's part of the challenge, even of distractions. It's so easy to say, I want this, this is what I want, but then we don't want to necessarily, maybe that's the point. It takes some work not to be distracted, especially in today's day and age where uh, distractions, as you point out, are all over the place. And so it's much easier to just fall into distractions and just say, I want something, but then not put the effort into really examining it, looking at it more carefully and going deeper. And I think I, what I'm hearing you say here is that we really, if we're going to accomplish certain things and stay focused, we really also need to cert put a certain amount of work into that. When we return, Soul Talk, Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Steve Miller. And I'm Matt Zucker. Join us for Lighten Up, where we take a look at the week's current events in Israel and from around the Jewish world through a humorous lens. If you've been paying attention during these crazy times, you know that it's a challenge to parody life anymore. But join Steve and I as we give it the old college try. Not only is being happy an obligation, but life is just too short to take it all so seriously. So join me, Steve Miller. And me, Matt Zucker. For Lighten Up every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Israel, only on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Hello and welcome back to Soul Talk. Leora Mandel with Rabbi David Aaron, trying to get an understanding of why we get so distracted, especially in things that we say are important to us, right? It can be certain relationships we think are important, but we're distracted. We don't put the focus and time and energy into it. Um, focusing maybe on, I'm trying to accomplish a certain goal, and yet I keep finding myself distracted and I'm not getting to the end of my goal. Prayer, I get distracted when I'm trying to pray to God. I want that relationship, and yet I don't find it very meaningful because I'm not really focused. There's so many important aspects of life where we just keep on getting distracted. And already in the first segment, Rabbi, we've, we've gone so deep into really getting into a deeper understanding of what's underlying our distraction. It's a lack of really having a sense of where am I going, a lack of going deeper into what do I really, really want. And I want to go back to that point that we just ended off with of going deeper into what is it that I really want. And I think there's so many, even the distraction itself distracts us from thinking about what we want, because there's so many messages of all these things we can be doing and all these things we can have and all, everything's also quick fix. It's like, you want a relationship, it can happen fast. You want something, you know, meaning seems like it can come so quickly from the messages we're getting around us. And what you're really reminding us is, is that those distractions are actually also taking us away from going deeper into really investing in the thought and the time that it takes to really reach a goal. Right, so that's really the second point, actually, what the Kabbalah calls Bina. Now, Bina is, uh, I have a plan. You know, a person can say, I really want to lose weight, but they don't have a good plan how to do it. And that's why they, uh, they get distracted and they get easily taken off the course because they really don't have a course. So they, they want to lose weight, or to be more correct, we might have to say they want to want to lose weight. <laughs> but to really turn that into, yes, yes, I am determined and I am unwavering and nothing's going to get in my way. Nothing's going to distract me. That's because I don't really have a plan. So I don't really in my deepest depths actually believe I'm going to get to what I want. And coming up with that plan in, and finding strategic ways to get to where I want to get to really deserves a lot of, you know, introspection. And, and I, I think also deserves welcoming people that, you know, love you and care about you and have the wisdom to maybe give you some thoughts on, you know, what to do, you know, when I wanted to lose some weight. Uh, so one of the strategies I came up with for myself was uh, to, gauge how much I actually like the food that is high calorie. And I, I realized that there's food that I eat that on a scale of one to 10, they're not 10s, you know, they're not really 10s. So I decided, well, okay, so let me eliminate at least the foods that I don't even really love. You know, I don't even love these foods. So why would I waste calories on that? 
And I'll make a deal that things that I really love but have calories, okay, I could keep that in, but I'm going to cut out a lot of things with big calories that really are not so great. And so that was something that really helped me. Uh, and I was able to cut out one thing. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, but, but um, so, um, so, you know, you've you got to come up with strategies for living, strategies for staying focused. Um, but, you know, but when I don't really believe, you know, for instance, we brought up the idea of prayer, you know, yes, prayer is, uh, is, 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 is an, uh, an, an effort to connect to God. But how much do I believe that prayer is actually doing that? You know, do I understand what I'm saying? Do I understand why I'm saying what I'm saying? Am I convinced that God would be interested in even what I have to say? And so it goes back to, there's what I want, and that's my goal, but then it has to be equally matched with a great plan, a great strategy. And when a person, according to Kabbalah, has the vision and the plan, then that generates something called dot. And dot, which is translated as knowing, really means in a deep way connecting and taking it to heart. You know, there's a verse in the Bible that says, uh, know today, bring it to your heart. Meaning when you know something, it's not so simply intellectual. You take it to heart. You've got your goal and your plan. You take them to heart and you get emotional about what it is that you want. And therefore in Kabbalah, dot is I know what I want and I want what I want. And it turns into a, a passion, a desire that's very deep. And I feel a determination. I am filled with commitment and conviction. But all that only happens when I've got clarity of my goal and a good plan that matches up. Hmm. So there's really so many stages to this. But one of the things I'm realizing, as I was saying earlier, it really struck me, is that I think when we're staying on the level of distraction, it's a very surface level. And if we don't go deeper into understanding why we're distracted all the time, we're just going to continue being distracted because we haven't given it thought. But as you're pointing out, even as you go deeper, next level, I have to be clear. What's my goal? My goal is to have a good relationship with my spouse or, okay, now how do I have a plan of how do I get there? Or what's my goal to really connect to God in prayer? Okay. How do I get there? But then, as you said, the bean, I have a plan, then dot knowing, and then bringing it to our heart. They say that the greatest distance is that between the head and the heart. And I know I've experienced this too, where there's times that's already a level of depth to get clarity of understanding where is the source of this challenge? How do I come up with a plan to deal with it? But then as you're pointing out, a lot of times it's true. If I'm not passionate about something, even a diet, it's going to be hard exercise plan. It's going to be hard for me to sustain it without that emotional connection or some passion with it. So even when we have clarity in our head, how do we take that clarity and have it stimulate that in, in passion, that emotion that will hopefully the combination of mind and, and, and uh, feelings will really have a sustaining power? Well, you know, uh, what, what I'm, I'm basically sharing is when you have clarity of your goal and you've got a good strategy that you believe is, uh, is going to accomplish this goal, you get excited. Mm. And that is called dot. You say, I can do this. I can really do this. But if a person has a dream, 
they really have no plan, no strategy. They, they you know, so, you know, with, without having, you know, they call it in the business world, smart, specific, measurable, accountable, reachable, tangible, you know, S-M-A-R-T. And like a goal is, uh, is, is just a dream. If you can't really specify and, and, and come up with measurable, you know, milestones and, and, and turn it into something that is tangible, you know. And so a person, they have a dream that they want security in their life. And but what, what does that look like? Is specifically, what does that look like? What is, you know, you want love in your life. But what does that specifically look like? A dog in your life or a, or a partner in your life? Or what does that really, really look like? And uh, I, I, I believe when people have really worked on getting clarity of their vision and have really invested in the strategy of how to come up with that vision. Now, according to Kabbalah, Bina, which is strategic thinking, essentially generates rules. You come up with, these are the rules I'm going to follow because they're going to help me win the game. You know, it's like, imagine somebody who's playing football by the rules of basketball. They're going to they're gonna go crazy. Because you got the wrong rules. And I think a lot of people, they want to succeed in their marriages, but they really have a bad rule. You know, I remember uh, a couple I was trying to help where he, he had a rule that if his wife annoys him, then he tells her that I am going to leave for the night and I'm going to turn off my phone and you will not be able to reach me. Well, that's not a good rule to build a marriage, you know. But that was the rule he set. You annoy me, I leave for the, I, I, I go sleep in the car and, I, and you will never be able to reach me. You know, like that's not a rule. That's, that's, that's destructive. And so people have the wrong rules in their life also in terms of, and that's why they aren't ruling over their lives and being distracted because the rules give you rule over your life. Mm. But a lot of people don't have any rules, especially in the secular world. You know, a person has Torah, there's a lot of rules. And a lot of people are very worried because, oh, these rules will rule my life. But yeah, they're, they're here to help you rule your life and stay on track. Otherwise, it's like, you know, there's this and then there's that. And that's even better. And everybody lives with, you know, what is it called? FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah, FOMO. Isn't that it? Fear of yes. missing out. Yes. You know, and then people are living with this FOMO, uh, missing out. Well, you wouldn't feel you're missing out when you know what it is that you want. And you know that there is nothing more important to you than that. Hmm. Uh, And a lot of people haven't spent that time and you can't hit a target that you can't see. And so if you can't see your target, you're going to miss all the time. You know, the story about this guy that was shooting arrows randomly. And then uh, he would run to where they would land and he would draw a circle around it. And someone said, what are you doing? He says, this way, I always hit bullseye, you know? And so we, we, we we're drawing circles around where our arrows land rather than envisioning with clarity, what is the target and aim, you know? Actually, I noticed that the word aim is a combination of I am, Right, mm. A-M, and in the middle of it is I. And so aim is I am. And when a person has that clarity of their I amness, you know, who am I? 
then they they have their aims. Hmm. That's very powerful and very clear, clarifying too. And it's so true when you're talking about the significance, importance of rules, it really is true. I think the reason why we can be so distracted from things that are important in life is because we haven't put rules. Meaning, let's say I, if I have a rule that there's no cell phones at the dinner table, well, then we can't be distracted by our cell phones and we might have more of a quality conversation at the family dinner table. If I have a rule that, you know, let's say in my family, again, that we expect you to actually show up and be there at the table. This is a time, one time the family meets then that rule means that we actually have time to connect. So it's those rules that really do create the significant moments and ability to focus. And if we don't have them, there is just distraction taking over. When we return Soul Talk, Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. Are you tired of political correctness and the fear that you might offend someone? I'm not afraid to offend you. Wow, look who's talking tough. One has to be tough to keep sane today. Hi, I'm Alan Skorsky. And I'm Bela Seabrow. And join us every Wednesday for The Definitive Wrap as we interview the most sought-after guests and expose progressive trends that masquerade as enlightenment but actually destroy our freedoms. We are the No Wolf Zone, so buckle up for this exciting show. Buckling up, but I'm driving. <laughs> sure, you can drive, but I'm the navigator. Tune in for the No Nonsense, the definitive rap show, every Wednesday on Israel News Talk Radio. Welcome back to Soul Talk, Leora Mandel with Rabbi David Aaron. We're talking about how to stay focused and have meaning in life through that focus and really minimize distractions that take us away from significant parts of our life. And Rabbi, you've gone very deep into really understanding why we get distracted, lack of goals, lack of clarity, lack of clarity of what it is that I want. And I was thinking on this topic too, you know, so often we complain about things. I don't, let's say I don't have a quality relationship with my spouse. We need time together and it's just not happening. There's just so much going on in our life. Again, distractions, distractions, distractions. And what you're sharing here is that, you know, we can complain, 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 but the way to turn it around is to turn, ask the questions you're saying, what do I want? And then it's not enough just to say, okay, but what do I want? Instead of complaining that we don't have time, what I would like to have more time. Um, I'd like to be more focused. I'd like to have more uh, focus, let's say again, in prayer or have more of a quality relationship with my child. And then the point is strategizing. And I think the power of this too, is that the way you're building this is an understanding is it's instead of thinking of all the things I don't want, which are distractions, I don't want to be distracted, but that's not very constructive and saying, okay, but what do I want? And then how do I get to what I want? And it's very specific. It's much more positive. And it's a way to take me from always living in all the things I don't want to starting to live more of what I do want. Well, you know what they say, you know, don't, you know, don't think of a pink elephant. And of course you start thinking about it and then you say, okay, I got to stop thinking about it. The more you try to stop thinking about the elephant, you start thinking about it more. And you can't get rid of distraction. What you need to do is increase dramatically attraction. And so, you know, say, I don't want to be distracted. I don't want to be distracted. That itself is distracting. But you won't be distracted. And so, you know, the, the way to get rid of negative thoughts is not to, to try and fight the negative thoughts, but to focus on something that's positive to think about. And then those negative thoughts just disappear on their own. And so the same thing with these distractions. And really, when I was a kid, and, and that was so long ago, 
you know, we really didn't have all these devices, devices, devices. And, um, and, and it's, uh, it's very scary. You know, uh, the, the stimulation, the, sen- the, the, the stimulation of our senses is such overload for kids today that we're seeing a heightened expression of, um, of uh, ADHD. And I think it has to do with, we're just, you know, we're in a fast paced, you know, world. And I do believe that part of what COVID is trying to teach us is to be here now because there's nowhere to go. And actually someone just sent me an article in America, all the events that are being canceled for the Christmas season, mega events. These are classic traditional events that because of the, uh, the Omicron are being canceled. And I'm asking myself, and we all need to be asking ourselves, what are we supposed to learn from all this? And I think there's just, we've been part of a culture that's always out there. We gotta go somewhere. You know, uh, there's a great Seinfeld uh, stand-up piece where he's talking about, we're out and we always have to be out. And where are you going? I'm going out. And we, and we have to be out somewhere. And, uh, and then when we get out, we have to go back in. And, and, and it's a very kind of funny, uh, you know, um, satire of how people are not present and how anxious we are. And, um, and I think a big part of that is because we really don't know what we're doing here and what really, really, really should matter to us. And... Uh, we're in a world, I, I, I read an article that said the average American encounters, I think it was something like 3,000 ads a day. You know, you, you, you walk out on the street, there's billboards, a taxi goes by, there's an ad on the taxi, the bus goes by, there's a bunch of ads on that. You get on the subway, just alone in that one subway car, you are, you are encompassed by maybe about 100 ads right there. It, it doesn't take much to add up all the ads that add nothing to our lives. Mm. But they should be called subtracts, mm. but they don't. They call them ads. And, uh, and so, you know, everywhere we're going, and, it, and it's so advanced how brilliant the uh, marketing is to draw us away into their dreams. If you don't have a dream, somebody has one for you and they've got smart ways to get you to buy it. And they make it very attractive. And I think that's actually, as I'm thinking about it, the next point is that distractions are immediate and we like more immediate results. Everything you're talking about takes a lot more work. It's more of a process. But on the other hand, I'm thinking there's so many things in life where we really do recognize the value of taking time. I could take a meal and just eat it within three minutes and the calories are in me, but I didn't actually enjoy it because I didn't actually sit down to take the time to really sit and savor the moment. And it's true that um, the attract distractions can be very attracting. We have to ma- make this process of realizing and recognizing for ourselves that if we want to have a more meaningful life, more meaningful relationships, we have to take the time to go through the process of going deeper and understanding, you know, what are my goals? And this taste, this is a process. How do I achieve it? Come up with that strategy, strategy and not let the attraction of the distraction sidetrack us. Right. You know, I I did a talk in Manhattan many years ago, and what I did is I gave everyone an almond and I asked them not to eat it, just hold it for the whole class. And the class was really about what we call brachot, 
which is to be more mindful and grateful of what we eat. And, uh, you know, and, and before we eat something, we acknowledge that you create, you, our creator, are the source, you know, of all blessing. And this, this food is a blessing in my life. So everybody's holding and, you know, and, and uh, this, this almond for about I don't know, 40 minutes. And explain this whole idea of, you know, eating mindfully and gratefully. And then I said, okay, now we're going to say the bracha together. And then I want you to chew this almond and, and chew it as much as you can until it literally is just, just liquid. And uh, it was really powerful exercise. And people realize that they don't chew their food. You know, they just, they get, just guzzle it down. And, and, and this was so, and, and, and they were discovering more and more, uh, you know, what's, what's in the food. And a friend of mine told me to do that once with a, you know, a fork full of rice. He said, just chew it and chew it and chew it until it's completely liquid. And it took time. And he said, tell me what you taste. And I said, my gosh, it turned into sugar. And I, and I didn't realize that rice really in its essence can turn into a sugar if you chew it enough, it, it became extremely sweet. And so same thing with life. You know, if we chew it and we chew it, then it becomes sweet. But when we're in a, in a hurry and we're guzzling things down and it's all fast food, get it fast, eat it fast, get out of there fast and, you know, and come back soon. <laughs> hmm. You know, it's like, we, we are, we, we're, we, we've caused ourselves tremendous amount of stress and we've opened ourselves up to literally be victims of a culture of distraction. But what you're saying is so significant too, is that, I mean, there's distractions, but there's also the general way I go through life, which is if I'm always in a rush and always in a hurry, which there's a very fat, in addition to the distractions, life is very fast paced these days and to consciously pick something. Whether it be, I'm going to say this one prayer slowly, whether it be, I'm going to chew this, you know, this uh, almond very, very slowly. I mean, take little exercises of practicing of slowing down the pace and being more focused and more present in a certain experience that that will start to filter through. And it doesn't have to be taking it all on at once, because sometimes again, with strategy, strategy, if we take too much on at once, it goes out the window if it's not planned, but maybe taking small little things that maybe anyhow I'm doing, it doesn't have to take that. How long does that almond take to chew properly? not more than a minute, maybe even 30 seconds, but usually I eat it in two seconds, meaning pick things that we're going to really consciously try to slow down the pace, which is going to be an exercise for our brains and our hearts to realize what we can achieve and how meaningful life can be when we slow it down. Right. You know, the Hasidic Rebbe, Reb Nachman of Bretzlev, says something very interesting. He says, the downfall of mankind, the mistake of Adam and Eve is related to food. It was, uh, it was a food thing. And he said, the fixing of the world will be eating food. And that a huge part of how we have to come back to ourselves is the way we eat, not only what we eat, but the way we eat. And, uh, and I think that's a, a, you know, a good practical beginning. If we wanna be more mindful and more present and more grateful, you know, at least take a time every day you know, it might be hard to jump into this and do it all day, but at least, you know, at one meal, take one piece of whatever's on your meal and say, I'm going to chew this until it turns into liquid. Hmm. 
and just chew it and chew it and chew it until it just really melts completely in my mouth. And, uh, and I first of all realized that there's something actually very relaxing in the action of the chewing. And uh, you'll actually end up eating less and uh, you'll act, end up enjoying more. Hmm. And again, I have a feeling that when we start doing these exercises, it can start with food and it can affect our appreciation of food and eating. But it's the kind of thing that the more we often we do this, even in one area, it will have an effect in other areas of life too. Like again, anything we slow down a little bit to realize, you know, you can even watch YouTube videos on, you can pick it the regular speed, one and a half speed, two times. We, we're going through life so often to fast forward that we're missing out on the nuances of life. And in, especially in relationships, it's not just about, okay, what do they say? Fine. I heard it in three minutes instead of in 10, because I've quickened the pace. It's about slowing down the pace in life to really savor what's important. And food is something to savor too. relationships. There's so many things we can savor that we're just flying through. So that's a very powerful exercise you're sharing that we can really start with because it's very tangible. Yeah. You know, what we're basically talking about is the brilliance of Shabbat. You know, Shabbat is a day to just be. And I think we all need to begin to really find practical strategic ways to be here now and be focused on who am I and what do I really want. Hmm. So powerful. I want to thank you all for joining us, Soul Talk, Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.